and the quesadilla of awesome sounds very much like something Poe would be in 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 love with, right? <laughs> he totally uh, would. He'd be like scarfing up all the quesadillas. Every business is unique, but the ups and downs we experience as we launch and run our businesses are pretty similar. We're Harmon Brothers, the team behind pooping unicorns and other weird but successful video ads you've probably seen. We help businesses grow through unforgettable video marketing, and we're no stranger to tricky situations. In fact, we embrace them. The goal of this podcast is to show how your crappy circumstances could be the golden opportunity that leads to your next success. You're listening to Poop to Gold. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today on the show, I have a very special guest with me. I am joined by Molly Mahoney. Welcome to the show, Molly. Hey, so good to be here with you. Now, Molly is the founder of Prepared Performer. Tell us a little bit about Prepared Performer, Molly. Yeah, so at The Prepared Performer, we help experts and influencers to grow and monetize their visibility using live video, some really cool organic social techniques, and then also automation that very specifically drives more human connections as opposed to automation that takes over like robots that are creepy. So we love automations that help to work with what we like to say is the humanism rather than the algorithm, right? We work with the algorithm to bring more of those human connections, and we do that with those things. That's pretty fun. Now, paint a little more detailed picture of how that works. Is that kind of like a chat bot, but using video instead of just text in the chat bot? Oh, actually, so really what it is, is it's kind of like Mr. Rogers, the way that Mr. Rogers showed up and every, you know, in his show, he came in, he had a one-on-one conversation with literally the world. So it's making that human connection. You're speaking to one person. And then we use the automation around that video to help you know, guide the direction of where you're going to go. So we have a program called Camera Confidence and another called GLAM, which stands for Go Live and Monetize. And so the main thing that we help people to do is to put together a weekly show that they're doing either on Facebook or on YouTube, and then how you can take that weekly show and then multiply your efforts through the automation and also through repurposing. So different systems that can help you to show up once every week and then turn it into loads of other conversations on the backside. Got it. So the automation, is that more around taking that piece of content and making sure it gets put on all the different channels and simplifying the process for that? And then the repurposing would be, okay, now let's cut that up and pull out snippets and 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 bits of information and place it around. Is that the idea? Yeah. And then also automated messenger conversations. So like with we use ManyChat or, you know, you can use Mobile Monkey, different things like that, where you can actually have a, a conversation where we create characters via Messenger Bot. It's like a character that asks, oh, is this what you're looking for? You know, let me help guide you in the right, right direction, kind of like a choose your own adventure book. Right now we do that mainly on Facebook, but it's coming to Instagram too. So just other ways that we can take those, those connections and deepen them with the help of some automation. I understand you also like to help entrepreneurs with their camera presence. So for a knucklehead like me who's terrible on camera, talk me through like what are what are the most common mistakes or what are the what are the tips that you can give entrepreneurs that really get them the best mileage the quickest? 
Okay. The first thing, like the first mistake people make is they see someone who they consider to be confident on camera or, you know, I mean, even like efficient, I will say. They'll see someone who they seem to be successful on camera and they try to be like that person. So it's trying to be somebody that you're not rather than really unlocking who you actually are and then elevating that a little bit so that you can show up as the expert because you already know all of the information that you need, you know, that you can be sharing. And it's not about creating a big fancy script unless you're doing like one of the Harmon brother videos, right? You're, you're obviously scripting the videos that you're doing, but there's two different styles of video. There's, I mean, there's millions of different styles you could be doing. What we're really helping people with is more kind of off the cuff where you have a blueprint and then you show up and you share your value and your knowledge. And that can work really well with a video like what you're doing that's more scripted or something that's more it's more crafted ahead of time. So when it comes to showing up as yourself, I love to reference the movie Kung Fu Panda 3. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. It's a real good one. And there's a point in that movie where Poe is who's the dragon warrior in case you haven't seen it, you know. There Poe is trying to get the other pandas to be a ninja. And he's like, why don't you know, be like me? This is how you fight. And the pandas are like, no, I just want to roll around and be happy. And then finally, there's this moment in it where one of the pandas is rolling down the hill and it's just having a good old time living its best life as itself, right? And it knocks out the other animals on the bottom of the hill and the camera, screen, you know, comes and pans in on Poe's face and he's like, oh, I don't need to teach you to be more like me. I need to teach you to be more like you. And then I'm in the theater, I'm like crying. My, you know, uh -huh. seven-year-old's like looking at me like, what is wrong with you, mom? But honestly, like as much as I reference that, I get goosebumps every time that I talk about it because it's so true that the more we can really figure out who we are and bring that to the camera authentically, that's when we're going to connect with the people who really, you know, are our best clients, our best customers, because we don't have to pretend that we're something that we're not. And so we have a little exercise that we do, if we have time, I can share it, called the quesadilla of awesome, that helps you to really unlock who you are as a human and bring that into your business, bring that into your videos, even if it's not a business, like bring that into your movement. And it's really, it's just really about being more you. I love it. And the quesadilla of awesome sounds very much like something Poe would be in, in, in love with, right? <laughs> he totally uh, would. He'd be like scarfing up all the quesadillas. I remember the line where he's like, no charge for awesomeness or attractiveness. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, I really just need Poe to like, I mean, he is Shifu too. They're, they're really, they kind of are my guiding light. Love it. Okay. So let's go back in time for a minute. So pretty much all entrepreneurs have been through some stuff to get to where they're at today. That's the poop to gold journey, right? So take us back in time to one of those poop moments where things got pretty dark for you and tell us a little bit about it. Okay. So I have to say that throughout my life, even before being a, a true entrepreneur and business owner, all of the things that have been really awesome that have happened in my life were because of something that was not so awesome in theory, right? So I love the concept of poop to gold. We have a hashtag that we've actually trademarked, which is stand for joy. And it's that you stand for joy as a fierce form of activism. So whenever you're in these moments that you're having the like total despair, the quicker that you can recognize there's actually some sort of positivity here and this is happening for us, not to us, you know, these moments, which I know, obviously, that's the whole point of the show. But I just I so strongly connect with that. So 
One that I'll share is I was in New York working as a musical theater performer professionally. I had just wrapped the tour of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the musical, totally normal. It was awesome. And while on tour, we decided that we were going to pack up everything. My husband was a bass player. We were on tour together and we were going to pack up everything and move to California, raise a family. I was from out in California. And so leave our careers on the stage. And I decided to start helping other performers to be able to have a career like I had had. So that's how the prepared performer started. Now, I found myself in a place where I actually had 10 different jobs in 10 different locations all at the same time, which I'm sure many of the listeners here have been there. (laughs) It was like everything from uh, knitting and I was teaching knitting and crocheting at a yarn store. I was running a confidence program for the city of La Habra. I had my own vocal coaching business, all of these things. So I decided I had this brilliant idea so that I could actually see my children, I was going to start teaching performers how to run a business using their creative talents. And (laughs) it seemed really great in theory. And we had lots of people who were watching the videos. It was like, you know, really some great traction. We had an awesome pilot. And then we went full force. I put all this money into Facebook ads. I was going to build this online program. I recorded all the videos and we had zero sales. Ouch. Yeah, like actually zero. And had you already quit, like you quit your 10 jobs or whatever, so the income had also Uh, dried up? Well, at that point, I still, I had started to streamline it. So I was doing okay. Like my vocal coaching, I think we did, I mean, I was proud of what I had built with my vocal coaching. I think at that point we were, I, in total, it was like 90K that we had done that year with that, which was pretty, I mean, I was stoked about that, what I had done there. But it, it was more of the time and the money that I had invested in the Facebook ads and the fact that I was sitting there with egg on my face more than anything. Gotcha. And being so public out, out there with it, like this is the launch that we're doing. I did a big giveaway, like all these things, and there was no one. And I remember I was actually in New York. I was seeing a friend of mine had gotten us tickets for Hamilton on Broadway, which it was the original cast, so like this amazing thing. But I was sitting in this coffee uh-huh. shop and I was like, I, I I don't know if at that point, if I ever had really felt like a full panic attack, <laughs> like how, do, what am I going to tell my family? Like, you know, I put all of this effort into this thing and in the middle of this panic attack, I made a list of what the possibilities were, like, where could I take this? And I knew that this was the moment where I could decide I'm not going to build an online business. I'm going to go back to teaching kids how to sing and it'll be fine. Or I can figure out how I'm going to shift this. So I made a list of all these opportunities And one of the opportunities was that Facebook Live had just come out. So a lot of people had been doing Periscope or other things, but people hadn't really been using Facebook Live because it didn't exist. And so I recognized in this moment that instead of teaching performers how to have a business, I could teach business owners how to perform. And so it was Uh, just like little tiny tweak, right? This little, little flip. And the thing that I hadn't realized is by building out this whole entire course ahead of time without actually you know, talking to people about what they would want. And I remember at Social Media Marketing World, like two years ago, I had an awesome, maybe it was, yeah, a year and a half ago now. I had an awesome conversation with Daniel about some of your videos that I've seen where you're, you so clearly explain, like you have to have these foundations in place before you jump ahead. And I really had jumped too far ahead. So that's not an uncommon mistake, by the way. No. Like it's so tempting to do. Totally, because you think like I know what people would want, and I I love the way that you, even in your like ad, you know, whatever the the thing that you have on the on the podcast, where it's like so many people want that crazy viral video, but they haven't done even the relationship building to make sure there's another human who would want this. You know, right? 
we're we're even guilty of making that same mistake. Like we preach all the time, like lay the foundation first and do the research and do the work first. But when we launched Harmon Brothers University, the first two courses that we made, like we had this idea that we were going to like level up the online education industry. Like we, we felt like the whole industry is just full of like people talking into a webcam, you know, with a, a PowerPoint presentation or a whiteboard or something. We're like, you know what, we can level that up and we can do better. And so those first two courses, like we brought in, you know, we filmed it in this big studio and we had all of our props behind us, you know, props from our videos and stuff. And we, we invested a lot into making this like really high end, high production value. And fast forward another year or two and we discovered like, uh, students don't get any additional value from the high production and like all the money that we're investing into it, it's just not worth it. And so now you look at the courses we build now and they're so much more simple and just streamlined. Well, and it may make them actually feel inadequate. Like when they, if they, and I don't know if you found this, but I've found, and just recent, like at this point now we have over 800 people in camera confidence. You know, we've, we've, proven that this like works and it's, there's a cool little tweak that we made in the middle that I'll share but I just finally started using a webcam like maybe two months ago <laughs> you know so like what I found was when I did things that were a little fancier people felt back to that post story people felt like oh well you're a professional performer you know of mm -hmm. course it's going to be easy for you and when I mess things up that's when our conversions go up because people see that anybody can do it yeah it, it makes it relatable and approachable so in, in that in that moment, it was like, what am I going to do? So I decided to launch this program without anything. I had an empty Facebook group and I thought, okay, I'm just going to message people and see if they'd be interested in learning. Like I wrote out a 30-step process of what it would take to actually be able to be successful in live videos. And I messaged a bunch of people. I sold it for $47. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. So there's no refunds available. <laughs> like This is a test. You'll be a founding member, you know, not a beta program, a founding member. And then what I did is I just went live every day for 30 days in a Facebook group. And we organized those videos into the modules, basically, of the program. Mm -hmm. It went super well. People had, an, had awesome results. I think we did about $3,000 that first round. And then, and it was all just through me literally messaging people. Then the next round, we upped the price a little bit. I redid all the videos for the whole next month. And by the time we got into the third month, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is totally working. And I can actually start to repurpose some of these videos. So then we started to put it into more of an organized module in all inside the Facebook group still. And eventually we ended up by the end of three months, we did $50,000 in sales. That's phenomenal. Ah, it was so cool. And like doing, it was the same stuff I was teaching, really. It's just like I was an expert as a performer and somehow I, you know, you can't always see what you're actually an expert at. So it was like I hadn't realized that was something that I could share. So well, what's cool. so interesting about that, like hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? But if you think about the difference between business owners who are willing to invest time and money into learning how to be a better performer so that their marketing, you know, so they can level up their marketing and succeed versus a performer who is probably oftentimes a starving artist and their ability or willingness to kind of invest into that, you know, that type of training and coaching. It, like I said, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but it's clear like the business owner is going to be the one who's going to be all over that. 
And no matter how many people told me that, like, and I've gotten in trouble with, there was one time someone got really upset with me when telling this story because I used the term starving artist and they were like, I can't believe you said that word. And I was like, dude, I'm an artist too. Like my whole mission was to shift that for people. But even just saying like what I realized in my messaging by saying the tagline was the cure for the starving artist syndrome. I was saying, are you a starving artist? Not like, are you an artist who's ready to succeed? It was like speaking, I was in, we have this concept we call the tree of beliefs, which is you have to have, people have to believe certain things in order to say yes and to pay you for something. So now we have loads of artists in our program, like Tim Hughes, who was my dance partner on the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang National Tour. He's the tall guy in Hadestown. Do you know Hadestown, the musical? Uh, no, I'm not familiar with it. It's a newer Broadway show and it's amazing. Okay. It's like billboard in Times Square of his body, his face, right? And when the, when the, um, you know, pandemic hit, all Broadway shows were closed. So mm. Tim took our whole system and launched a program called the Performer's Puzzle, where he now has over 100 people paying to be in a dance class with him once a week. And it's awesome. And he's going to be able to take that with him when he goes back to his Broadway show. And it's like everything I had wanted to convince artists to do in the past. But honestly, and this makes me get like emotional, if the pandemic hadn't happened, so many of those artists would not have realized that this was a possibility for them. Yeah, think of you know, how many so. people are going to look back on the pandemic as their poop to gold moment, right? Where it's, yeah. it was terrible, it sucked, it was so hard, but because of that, look what happened, look what I did, look how I reacted. Yeah, look at how I, I stood it. for joy, right? Like that you're yeah. finding those moments, the gold, and it's like being a miner, right? You're finding those, those golden nuggets, so. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing the, that story with us, Molly. Before we wrap up, um, I have a couple of final questions. Okay. First, where can our listeners stay in touch with you? So we really do this awesome show every Wednesday on my Facebook page, which is Molly Mahoney Dash, the Prepared Performer. And if you go to Molly.live, you can find all kinds of information about that there. But then also what I always forget to say is we actually have a podcast and I will do podcast interviews and I forget to tell people. So we take those videos from our from our lives and we um turn them into a podcast it's called the glam go live and monetize podcast and we have a long one and a short one so you can just get a speedy recap if you want to do that too so love it now what recommendations or tips do you have for our listeners as they are you know we're we're a fourth of the way through 2021 and so entrepreneurs are looking ahead in 2021 for how they can level up with their marketing and their businesses Separate from a marketing strategy, I have a little like how to shift like poop to gold strategy. Is that okay if I share that? Yeah, for a yeah, like it's called the f method. <laughs> so, wait, so, say it again. Say it again. It's called the f method, which is F F T T. Can you say it? Got it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> and the the it's an acronym for you face it. So you know that there's a problem that happened when you find yourself in a moment. I once did a live video in camera confidence where my phone fell out of my tripod and landed on the ground shooting up my skirt. It was oh, probably no. the most embarrassing moment of my life. And I have a very G-rated brand, which made it even crazier. But I was wearing like a little um, 50 skirt with crinoline, so you couldn't see anything. It was perfect. Oh, but good. that moment, I used this method like real quick so because I was having a freak out. So you face it. You recognize something that has happened. Then you feel it. You allow yourself to feel whatever that pain is. And I think sometimes people will be like, oh, you're just this Pollyanna. But no, you have to, like that moment when I had my course launch failure, I felt that pain. You mm -hmm. face it, you feel it. 
then you twist it. And this is where the magic happens. And you just repeat to yourself over and over again, how do I make this a positive? How do I make this a positive? How do I make this a positive? (laughs) Sometimes that happens quickly. It gets easier with practice. And once you finally have twisted it, then you thank it. And so then you're like, oh, I'm so glad this seemingly horrible thing happened so that I can turn it into, you know, it could become this amazing thing that has happened. So if you can, when things happen in your business uh, that seem like they're not that great, I promise you'll recognize the gold in it. So that's a little strategy that's separate from marketing. Oh, I, I love that so much. I use a variation of that where after the the face it and feel it, yeah. I, I tried to ask myself, okay, what is the story that I'm telling myself in my head, you know, what's the story that I'm attaching to this? And then I ask myself, is that story going to get me what I want? And that that's where the twist comes in for me is I can say, well, what do I actually want? Okay, how do I need to twist or shift that story to make sure that it's going to get me what what I ultimately want? So slight little variation, but I, I love it. That can help if you're stuck on the twist it, right? If you're stuck yeah. there. Yeah, I love that. Ah, so good. There's four C's that I would focus on. The first is you want to actually, you know, develop that confidence to show up, whether you're doing video, whether you're on a sales conversation. This idea of the case of awesome is that you look at yourself separate from your business and you write 20 things that make you a uniquely awesome human being because everyone has something that makes them uniquely awesome, even if it's just that you make an amazing quesadilla. So you, you dig in, make that list, do it with your kids. I'm actually writing a children's book. We have the illustrations just came back. It's called Finding My Awesome, which goes through this whole exercise for kids. It works for adults too, right? So really make that list of the 20 things that make you awesome. That'll help you with the confidence piece. Then you have to actually connect with human beings. And so by showing up on these social platforms, by you know posting consistently, posting content that uses all your strategies where you find out what people really need and you're solving problems. So you take those connections, you show up consistently with your content. I'm going to bring a fifth C, which is that that really leads to those conversions. And if you're missing that connection piece and you're not actually talking to the human beings, there's a good chance you're going to end up with a bunch of crickets. Oh, and that's a sixth C. (laughs) I didn't even realize it. (laughs) So yeah, that'd be like real quick. Just show up, talk to people, provide value, and then make sure you follow up on the back end. Love it. The four C's plus the two bonus C's. Yes. And and by the way, I want a copy of that children's book when uh, when it comes out. I have I have four kids who I would love to read that too. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's uh, it's really it's really really good. It's powerful. Well, well, thank you, Molly. It's been such a fun time getting to know you. Thank you for coming and sharing your your experience and your expertise with our listeners. And for our listeners, make sure to like and share and subscribe. And we'll see you all on the next one. At Harmon Brothers, we're known for what we call our hero campaigns. These are big nationwide campaigns for brands like Squatty Potty, Poopery, Purple Mattresses, Lumi Deodorant, and many others. What makes these campaigns special is that they've helped scale those businesses by tens of millions of dollars each. Now, companies reach out to us on a regular basis wanting a hero campaign. They want that type of growth, they want that type of branding, and they want that type of awareness. But the simple reality is, Most businesses and entrepreneurs aren't yet quite ready for that level of growth. So we've built what we call a hero incubator that is designed to help entrepreneurs and companies prepare 
for a hero campaign and to be ready for the type of growth that they're looking for. The Hero Incubator starts with a marketing audit. We offer these marketing audits for free and you can apply for one at harmanbrothers.com forward slash audit.